Bender James. I'm so excited to be here with you all. Listen, what, what I want to talk about for the next couple moments is now that you've figured out what your youth or, your, or the community you're trying to connect you to likes, and you've been able to gain proximity, you want to like that thing with them. The next step is actually kind of crucial. How do you live life in and amongst them in a way that earns you reputation, that earns you connection, that grows your influence? The Bible puts it this way. It says, let your light so shine that when men see your good works, they glorify your Father who's in heaven. I want to walk through that scripture and also make a bunch of gaming and anime references. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. One of my favorite anime right now is My Hero Academia. Their take on like the superhero genre, powers, villains, I just think it's incredible. The show centered around the main character, Deku. He's in this world where people are born with something called quirks, which is essentially superpowers in this world. Problem is, Deku doesn't have any. But somehow, he still wants to be a hero. He's waiting for the day for his quirk to arrive. And he idolizes the main hero, the Superman of this universe, this character named All Might. All Might's up. I mean, he's strong, he's fast, he's durable, but, but I would argue that's not his real superpower. Almighty is known for this phrase once he arrives on the scene, when a villain's attacking. He says it every time. He says, it's fine, because I'm here. And he does like the superhero smile, like that thing. Like, what he's really saying is, my presence has shifted the circumstances. The fact that I'm here makes everything different. This is so significant that All Might's begin to be known as the symbol of peace. Not the symbol, but the symbol of peace in his world. And he doesn't call himself that. That's what he's been dubbed by the people he's serving. So if we're going to talk about influence, impact, reputation, we got to start somewhere. You see, there's no GPS on earth that will get you to a destination if you're not honest about the starting point first. So my first question for you, it's a little rough, bear with me. When you walk in a room, what do people think about you? I guess another way to ask this is, do you have some trusted friends, coworkers, family members, who you can go and ask like, hey, What's my reputation? What do people think about me? Actually, Jesus put it this way. He says, who do men say that I am? And if Jesus is not led by people's opinion of him, but is still mindful of it, then how much more should we? We're going to talk about growing influence, that you can only grow what you measure. Step one. Is to go to some trusted confidant, friend, commenter, coworker, and say, hey, give me an appraisal. What is my influence? What, what do people think of me? What, if I'm not the symbol of peace, what energy do I bring to a room or a situation? Knowing this knowledge will give you a starting place, not just for your efforts and energies, but for your prayer life and your study time. That's step one. 
Okay, so here's the next thing that happens. All Might finds Deku. He finds him, this powerless boy, trying to rescue his friend. He's so inspired by this moment that he takes him on as his protege, reveals his secret to him, that, that the quirk that he has, he was given. Spoiler alert, he inherited this power from someone else. In other words, he allowed the influence that he received from a mentor to change him into who he was. And now he's offering Deku the same option. And he gives him all these tasks and expectations to get him to a baseline. But I don't necessarily want to talk about the strength feats or the speed or the agility of All Might. Because isn't that what we do? Most of us, when we think about the idea of influence, we think of, well, what the rest of the world thinks of. If you Google who has the most influence right now when you're in, on Google, it'll say whoever has the most Instagram followers. But is that what we're talking about? No. Influence, if you really strip it down, we're really talking about leadership. So the story continues, and Deku sees a friend in trouble. And this powerless boy rushes off to go try and save the day. They're both, they both end up being saved by All Might, who's so impressed by Deku's sacrifice that he takes him on as his protege. Now, what's interesting here is that All Might, though he's strong and fast, he reveals to Deku that the power he has, he inherited from someone else. In other words, someone else influenced him and put him in the position to be an influence on young Deku's life. Now we can talk about the strength feats or all the things he makes Deku do to get his body and mind ready for what was coming. But I want to go a different route. When we talk about influence, most of us think what Google thinks. That the person with the most influence is whoever has the most followers on Instagram. But that's not what we're talking about. The influence we're talking about that comes after finding affinity and gaining proximity, that growing influence piece, we're really talking about leadership. We're talking about the way you live and act and move around the people that you feel burdened for, that you're attempting to grow. And maybe, maybe we should follow All Might's example. You see, All Might reveals to young Deku that his real form isn't the staunch, huge, muscular man. It's actually a frail, thin, bony thing. And when he taps into his powers, he gets this incredible physique. And I'm wondering, when you hear about growing influence, do some of us kind of pull back? We, we, we peel away, we go, oh, that's... That's not me because I'm not the great big strong. I'm not super fast or endure. Or, let me come down your alley. I'm not the perfect Christian. I haven't memorized the Bible yet. I don't pray as much as I should. And we, 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 we appraise ourselves and think of all the reasons why we're not the ones who should give or have influence. But Deku's more inspired because he saw his hero in his weakness. You know, the Bible says that in our weakness, his strength 
is made perfect. So in all these moments where you're realizing, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. But none of that stopped God from choosing you. Moses, this, this shepherd man who ran away from the problems of his past, is still called to save his people when he finds a burning bush one day. God says, go and free my people. And Moses does what we mostly do. Here, God, here's all the reasons why I can't. And God says, I chose you for a reason. You weren't there when I made the earth and the sky. Why would I be wrong now? So let me encourage you. If you're here and you're wondering, why am I watching this? What part of this is for me? It's because despite your story, God wants to use even you and, and the, the, the recommendation or the expectation isn't perfection. It's willingness. It's to let the people with you and around you not just see the things you're great at, but also see your weakness. See where you're struggling. The areas where you still desire prayer. I'm always really blown away by the fact that Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, came to earth as a baby. And if he, if he could humble himself to that degree, then I think we should take that as an example and show strength through vulnerability. Now, the reason I know some of the worries or issues that we may have when we talk about influence and leadership is because I had it myself. Y'all, I was a lying, stealing, hood kid from South LA. I was raised by a single mother who did an incredible job, by the way. I like to think so. Um, but I was still going straight the direction that would have left me either in jail or in some gang somewhere. And a man by the name of Darnell Jones Sr., he found me, invited me over, shared buffalo wings with me while we watched the game. I watched this man love his wife and raise his children, not just lean into his strengths, but I watched him apologize to his kids, try to fix things that he broke when he came to his wife. And that was about a month or so before I even realized that he was a pastor at a local church. This man showed me a different way to live. His, and not because he grabbed me and said, you will do as I say, but he willingly loved and lived around me. He, he kept that proximity. He, he took interest in my affinities and the things that I liked. And because he showed his heart, he connected me to him. Chris Waltley, he says this all the time, that, that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Pastor Jones not only became a, my pseudo dad, but my pastor for the next 18 years. Trains me in everything I know about ministry. I am literally the example of his influence on my life. Now, I have my own home, wife, kids, national ministry, and it's because one person saw that I could be more than what I was. And I'm curious, 
I'm curious if right now the Holy Spirit has you thinking about a family member, a friend, a co-worker, a youth, somebody in your life that you could pour into, that you could influence, that you could love on, not be perfect, but be willing to be around. And I just wonder what impact that could have on someone. When we're talking about growing influence and, and tabletop or gaming, to be more specific, we're not saying be the perfect Christian all the time and, and like <laughs> walk around with a halo. What we're saying is live as if you know folks are watching. Let me put it this way. It's a commitment to follow out the fruit of the spirit, even in the gaming space. I'm going to ask a hard question that might make some of y'all click off, but I'll risk it. When's the last time you rage quit? Through the controller. Scream, they're cheating and got mad. Have you, who here on the stream has ever flipped over a monopoly? I have. <laughs> what we're saying is, when you're with these people you're bonding with through this game or whatever medium we're talking about, they're watching how you react. Watching how you win. Watching how you lose. Watching when you're suspicious that someone's cheating. And watching how you listen. Growing influence isn't something that happens overnight, but it's a commitment that happens over time. That eventually, when folks notice that you're different, that you have a joy that they don't understand, a peace that surpasses their understanding, they'll ask, what do you have that I don't have? And even more than that, They'll allow you to speak into their lives. You see, you've earned the right to share truth, to share your faith, but only after you willingly shared your heart. Some of you could be what Pastor Jones was for me, what, what All Might is for Deku. And what if you could be raising the next generation of leaders for your commitment today? We have to begin to think of influence as a relational equity. It's earning the right to speak into someone's life because you've already allowed them into yours. We're going to walk through the scripture really quickly and then I'm going to get out of your way. Remember the scripture I mentioned earlier. Let your light so shine that men will see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. I think the scripture really kind of gets at what we're leaning into when it comes to growing influence. The first step of this text is to simply let your light shine. I think the important piece to pull out here is light does what? Gets rid of darkness. It offers intelligence. It reveals. It gives vision. What is the thing in you that that you could use to light up a room. It could be your joy. It could be your perspective. It could literally be your presence. In this space, in the gaming, tabletop, comic, pop culture space, it could just be your love for one of these things. How can you use that light? Not just to get rid of darkness, but light does something else. It draws people. So I think the next thing I want us to think about when it comes to letting our light shine is what is that passion, that joy, that thing you're connected to that you can allow to emanate in a way so we can do the next part of this text. 
so men see. We want to posture ourselves in a way in confidence in, in the fact that we're loved of God, empowered by Holy Spirit, that we're willing to go so men can see. I think too many of us, maybe even on this call, on this, this conference, streaming this content, watching this on YouTube, we can't continue to hide our gifts, our passions, our love. The Bible says, why, why would someone light a, a torch and put it under a bush? You weren't made to be hidden or looked over, where we should be so confident in that we're loved of God that I'm willing to be seen by men. It goes on to say, to let them see our good works. And I gotta kinda pause there. Would you describe your work as good? What amount of effort and energy, planning and prayer are you putting into your game nights, your streams, your, your hangouts, your family dinners, your relationships, the way you love your parents, the way you read your Bible or pray? Would, would you be able to say this is good work? I think we should just consider, how can I do what I'm doing better? How can I make sure that I'm doing the best that I can? Again, not perfect, but the best. The best I can offer in this moment so that when men are attracted by the light that I have and they come and see, they can agree, this is good work. And then the last part I think is the most important. After they see the good work, after they're drawn by your light and they say, hey man, this is good. I think that's the point we say, Praise God. And the glory we get or the attention or the praise that we get from that good work, we very, very willingly transfer that to the God who made it possible in the first place. So we let our light so shine that men see our good works so they glorify the Father who is in heaven. I think it's important to know that that yes, we're good people, and some of us are kind and generous and caring, but we have to remind people that we, we are the way we are. We serve the way we serve. We praise and worship and praise the way we do because it's a loving, amazing, good God who did it for us first. And I'm not here only because my mom is awesome. I'm not here only because Pastor Jones influenced me. I'm here because whenever I look in the text, whenever I pray to Christ, whenever I think of his goodness, his sacrifice, his power, I'm influenced by him first. It kind of all wraps around, right? That because of Christ's impact and influence on me, I live in a way to allow that same impact, that same influence to pour out into other people. And that could look like gaming, it could look like serving, it could look like singing on the worship team. My point is that the glory doesn't start here, so it shouldn't stop here. Listen, I'm all out of time, but I want to get this last bit out. Deku inherits All Might's power and now has to figure out how to make this great power his own. See, All Might... All Might isn't interested in Deku becoming another version of him. But what he really says is it's important that you become the best version of you. Remember, 
influence with, with people or young people or kids, family members, co-workers, cousins, whoever. The goal isn't to replicate ourselves, but real leadership. Real leadership is something we will become who God called them to be. Now, All Might, this greatest attack is the United States of Smash, which is really a really big punch. Deku doesn't really punch. He kicks, and that's okay. So as you're thinking about influence, leadership, pouring into people, remember, the goal isn't for them to be like you. The goal is for them to see courage in you, be inspired by you, so they're finally willing, motivated by the love of Christ, to be themselves. And that is not just inspire, that's inspire plus ultra. Thank you guys. Peace.